Werte Bar Conversations. The week prior to the summer show, the older girls, staff and technical team would practically move into the theatre. As prefects and head girls, we were now very chummy with Rich Jim and Mr Harris, and they would frequently stay drinking in the theatre bar after rehearsals had finished. Miss Marsh and Mr Alexander would sometimes stay too. One of these evenings, Rich Jim leant into me and started to moan. Oh, Poor Glenda, poor Glenda. I couldn't imagine what he was going on about. I had the world at my feet. A show that was practically choreographed around me, the leading boy making eyes at me, and the whole summer ahead of me, followed by the Royal Ballet Upper School. Maybe he is being sarcastic, I thought. But no, he drawled on. Poor Glenda, our beautiful Glenda going to the Royal Ballet School. You will hate it, he said to me through bleary eyes. It is the completely wrong place for you. They will destroy your beautiful freedom of dance, your passion, your uniqueness. Don't go, Glenda, don't go. The room went silent and everybody started to stare at us. That's all I'm saying, he slurred and promptly fell asleep on my shoulder. An embarrassed giggle trickled through the crowd. Everyone tried to pretend it hadn't happened. I was confused. Hadn't I fulfilled everybody's dream by getting into the Royal Ballet School against all the odds having broken my leg? Wasn't that what they all wanted? What I wanted? Rich Jim's words rocked my world and that wasn't the end of it. A few nights later, in that very same bar, Annabelle and I were having a conversation with Miss Marsh. I remember feeling proud to be sitting there with her and having what we thought was a serious conversation, even though Miss Marsh was obviously a little tipsy. Annabelle and I hung on her every word and I felt a sense of loyalty and love for her that was about to be crushed. It won't work for you, Nichols, she said. Even with our recent closeness, she still referred to us by our surnames. What won't work for me, Miss Marsh? I replied, thinking she might be talking about the way I was dancing in one of the many pieces I was in. The Royal Ballet School, she said. You won't make it there. You might have done if you had have joined a company straight from here, but at the Royal Ballet School, they will destroy your talent. Sarah Sands, on the other hand, now she has a chance. My world felt like it had crumbled around me. Oddly, the word might stung the hardest. Was she saying that even in a lesser company, I had no chance of success? I didn't know where to look or what to say. She grabbed Annabelle's wrist with her bony hand and shook it, which made her bracelets jangle like prison handcuffs. You have a chance. You might be all right. There it was again, the word might. I had never realised what a horrible word that was. I was as offended and hurt for Annabel as I was for myself. Miss Marsh's head swung around to me like something from a horror movie, her eyes wide, so wide that I could see red veins crisscrossing their yellow whites. I could feel her breath on my face 
a slight whiff of gin and martini coming from her like a tipsy dragon. You won't have a chance there. Oh my God. This was not an expression used lightly as it is today. I was literally praying to God that this was all a horrible dream. All my work and dreams placed in this woman's hand over the past seven years and she was now telling me that I was heading in the wrong direction and it was all her doing. I felt like a bride about to pull out of her wedding at the last moment. I would let down so many people if I didn't go to the Royal Ballet School. So many other people's dreams as well as my own. Why didn't she tell me before? They had obviously all been talking about it in the folly. Were we just a statistic to make the school look good? There were a lot of us going to the Royal Ballet School that year and I was her star pupil. They probably couldn't refuse me entrance. Maybe I was not such a good dancer as I had thought. I had never had doubts about my dancing before, not even during my three months in a hospital bed. My stomach felt heavy, like a cannonball had lodged itself there. I felt sick, totally let down. My head swam. I stood and walked away. Annabelle remained looking a little embarrassed. Miss Marsh carried on gibbering about how good a dancer Sarah was, which must have been hurting Annabelle too. This was our moment, and Sarah would have hers the following year. It was as if Miss Marsh had cast us off, thrown us unceremoniously out of the nest before we had even left the school. I didn't cry. I thought there must be some stupid drunken mistake that made Miss Marsh and her son say wicked things to us. I let it go. I just got on with it and didn't even discuss it with Annabelle. We never even considered that there would be any other option for us than to go to the Royal Ballet School. This concept was so firmly embedded in us that even with this blow there was no turning back. Even if it did ruin my career, that's where I was headed. In the years to come, Tommy Tring echoed those very same sentiments, telling me that it was the worst place they could have sent me. Before the audition, Madame Bonito had said that the Royal Ballet School was unlikely to take me because of my leg, that imperfection in length. Having momentarily hated her for saying that, I now felt a slight affection towards her for her honesty. She obviously hadn't realised how powerful Miss Marsh was in the ballet world. Youth and resilience, and the next day I had all but forgotten that horrible conversation. I put it out of my head and carried on as if nothing had happened. At that time, it was all about the sheer joy of dance. And for now, I was full of joy and optimism. <laughs>